The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Some amazing video. Look at this out of San Marcos. Lightning strikes one after another there. Storms moving through the area and it just lit up the sky. Strike after strike. Thanks to Justin Ugaldi for sending this in. And thank you for joining us here on this Friday morning. I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis filling in for Sally Hernandez. Meteorologist Kristen Curry joins us. I know you worked uh, nonstop overnight. <laughs> Didn't get much night. sleep to monitor yeah. that. Everyone that sent us in that kind of video, they said, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. Did we get anything besides this lightning show in the sky? We did, we did. We got some beneficial rain, which we'll talk about. But uh, for those who are maybe listening on the podcast, if you'd like to see some of those lightning videos, we've got a gallery posted on kegsingin.com. And I'll tell you, it's worth the 30 seconds to check it out because it was quite an amazing light show. Right now, what we're seeing is just plain old showers, though. We don't have a whole lot of thunderstorm activity at the moment, which is the good news here. You'll notice the clouds and radar indicating showers, mainly focused over our eastern counties, a little spottier as you get into the hill country. But we'll be watching for the chance of these showers through this morning. As far as what's going on outside in South Austin, a lot of cloud cover, a couple sprinkles. Temperatures are in those 40s for most of us. We also still have some gusty winds out there, so these 40s are feeling more like those lower 40s, if not even some 30s. But technically speaking, those temperatures are down 15 to 25 degrees uh, behind that cold front that moved in yesterday. We knew it was coming. It already passed. So now behind the front, we're looking at windy and wet conditions and cold temperatures all day long. Those 40s are going to be with us through lunchtime, and then we're going to struggle to even see temperatures leave the 50s today. Rain chances will be highest this morning before they slowly start to dry out through the day. We're not done with rain though. In fact, we've got some weekend rain chances to talk about. And even next week, trending a little wetter on the back end. This weekend, most of this will fall as rain. There will be Excuse me, there will be a chance, a very low chance, that we see some snow in some parts of central Texas, which we'll talk about where we could see a little bit of the frozen variety coming up in your first morning forecast. Sounds like snow. All right. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> the weather is impacting the schedule for South by Southwest and some other events. The Luck Reunion Music and Food Festival, that is now today, supposed to happen yesterday, but got rescheduled. Gates opening at 11 this morning in Spicewood. South by is reminding people if it does become necessary to cancel or postpone events due to bad or dangerous weather, updates are going to be issued on the festival's social media channels and mobile app. But the show goes on. Uh, we have our own weather monitoring uh, system with the event, but also we have several calls throughout the day with the city of Austin so that we can coordinate plans. Be sure to check out our continuing coverage of the panels and premieres at KXAN.com. We have a special South by Southwest section. Some families here in Central Texas will get the chance to easily access resources that may not always be that accessible to them. There will be a Black Family Wellness Expo tomorrow at the Montopolis Recreation Community Center. We're talking free blood pressure screenings, mammograms, oral health kits, Zumba classes, and some healthy snacks. They'll all be offered at that event it's tomorrow at 10 a.m. This comes as families of color in our area are disproportionately impacted by health inequities and an increased cost of living. That's according to the Austin Travis County Health and Human Services Department. 
If you need a job, you've got a chance to get one in Georgetown. The city is hosting a seasonal hiring event today at the City Recreation Center. There's going to be on-site applications, interviews, hiring opportunities. Pay starts at about $12.50 an hour. The event will also have free snacks, drinks, and giveaways, if that's encouragement for you to go. <laughs> this will be from 2 to 4 this afternoon. And you also have a chance to own a piece of Austin history. Now's Enfield Drugs starts an estate sale today. Opening in 1951, Now's maintained its soda fountain and diner inside the pharmacy. They had great burgers. Becoming an iconic destination for so many on West Lynn Street. But last fall, the family members who bought the store in the early 70s told us that their lease was not going to be renewed. The community is just, they've been just so gracious, uh, just how much they're going to miss. You know, we're all going to miss each other. And we've been at this uh, corner for, you know, my whole life. And so it's, it really, I never felt like we were tenants. I always felt like, you know, this was our home. You're going to find antique cash registers, soda fountains, glasses, also those historic signs, all sorts of objects available. The estate sale runs through this weekend. We're going to miss now. Are Austin police cadets ready to enter the force? The report that says their curriculum was not properly looked over. And two lawsuits filed against Elon Musk's Tesla. Why some believe it's making it hard to get repairs. Good morning. It is 4.38 on this Friday. Live look from the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center down there in South Austin. Cloudy skies and some rain continues this morning. To the news now, and another Fort Hood soldier has died. And now the League of United Latin American Citizens is calling for the FBI to investigate. Army leaders identified the soldier as 21-year-old Private Anna Ruiz. She died Monday. Foul play not suspected right now. Lulak says according to her parents, though, Ruiz complained about repeated sexual harassment by other service members that included one of her immediate supervisors. Family is angry about it. What, it, what it sees as a pattern of mistreatment and abuse at Fort Hood. Now, back in 2020, Fort Hood Army Specialist Vanessa Guillen disappeared. Searchers found her dead months later. Police believe a fellow soldier killed her. Investigators later saying Guillen was sexually harassed and reported it on two separate occasions, creating a hostile environment. They say Guillen's leaders failed to take appropriate action, adding the allegations were not moved up the chain of command. Tesla is facing two more lawsuits this morning. Two people in California filed separate suits. They claim that the car company created a monopoly for repairs and replacement of car parts. Both suits say that the cars and warranties for the cars are designed to discourage customers from seeking maintenance services from places outside of Tesla. Documents also say this has forced many people to wait longer and pay more for repairs. Tesla did not respond for comment. Going in depth, there have been a few lawsuits against Elon Musk's Tesla over the past year. One being a lawsuit filed here in Austin after Elon Musk said Tesla needed to eliminate 10% of its total workforce. In June, former employees filed against Tesla claiming they were terminated without being provided sufficient advanced written notice. 
The Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, or WARN, says a 60-day notice of a mass layoff is required. What led up to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank? We are going in-depth to try and get some new perspective. All this rain did not stop the fun. How spring festival goers are handling the central Texas weather. Longhorns with a barrage of threes in Des Moines, Iowa last night, and they are moving on in the NCAA tournament. I've got more on that and reaction coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns are moving on in the NCAA Tournament. Avoiding one of those big upsets last night. Rodney Terry in Texas, the two seed in the Midwest region, taking on Colgate, and it was all about the three ball, and not from Colgate. Serge Jabari Rice was on fire early on for Texas. They stretched the lead out, another three, and he had to cool off that right hand. It was so hot. Texas then continued to add on, led by 17 in the first half. It was a nine-point game at the half. Marcus Carr was 17. Second half. Colgate hanging around Tyrese Hunter with one of UT's 13 threes and then Rice again. He had 23 for the Longhorns leading the way and Dylan DeSue doing the dirty work inside. Every time Colgate made a little run, the Longhorns did the same. And Texas again moving on, starting rather with Rice's deep threes. All the credit goes to my teammates. They found me. I was able to knock down shots tonight. I think it was more of the flow. We were just ready to play tonight. Um, obviously, I haven't been shooting the ball pretty well the last three games, but I just trusted my teammates, trusted my work, and uh, it went well today. Yeah, we got guys in our lineup that can make can make seven threes, and he did that tonight. And you know, one of the biggest games I think uh, in Texas history is in terms of shooting the basketball from three. I think AJ Abrams may have had eight in the game against Minnesota and everything, but big time, big time players step up in big time moments. Texas women open NCAA tournament play tomorrow night at Moody Center. They play the second game of the day against East Carolina. That's at 9 o'clock. The first game is Drake and Louisville. Two teams that win will meet on Monday. And tonight, Chile opening to a series, Longhorns and New Orleans at Dishfalk Field. Back to you. All right, thanks, Roger. Texas will play Penn State tomorrow night at 645. Penn State, though, spoiled a potential matchup with the Aggies beating them 76 to 59. Which is sort of a bummer. That would have been fun. It would have been fun. We would have watched it 100%. But we're happy for Texas. But, Moving yeah. on. <laughs> All right, people in town for Rodeo Austin getting a real taste of Texas spring this week. We've gone from 80 degrees yeah. down into the 40s. The real taste of Texas. The wind, though, the drizzle did not keep people away from Rodeo Austin. The event CEO says everyone on the team is in constant communication about conditions. They practice some of their contingency plans for all different parts of the grounds, not just about the people at the rodeo. The petting zoo team also has a plan to keep the animals safe and dry when the storms roll in. The rodeo runs through March 25th. I saw some friends out there for happy hour, so I know it's still going. The cold snap, though, it may feel rare for the Hill Country, but it's actually right on time. We dug through the data. On average, the Hill Country sees its last freeze of the season around March 20th. 
In the Austin area, it ends a bit earlier, averaging around February 15th, a synonymous day in Austin history. Isn't that interesting that it's so much earlier in Travis County mm -hmm. than in the whole country? All right, well, heavy rains also hit North Texas as storms moved across the whole state. Yesterday, there were high winds, there were waters, there was flooding, covered some roads with some people trying and failing to drive through before police arrived and barricaded this area. According to people living here, once the rain stopped, the water quickly receded just as quickly as it rose, which is good. We don't have a very saturated soil, Kristen, to hold it all out there on the road. Yeah, exactly. And really, the story wasn't the rain. It was the hail yeah. yesterday mm -hmm. up in North Texas. They had baseball-sized hail coming out of some of those storms. It was crazy if yeah. you have not seen that video. Uh, hopefully, we can get that for you. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to our weather here at home, the cold weather is going to be the focus. Let's get you to it because, uh, yeah, you know what? We were talking about those freeze dates. Let's make it very, very clear. Austin is not expected to freeze this next coming week. We are going to stay in the 30s, but we will not get down to 32. In fact, our last freeze actually came February 18th, which is normal in the Hill Country. As you heard Erica and Tom talking about, it's normal to see freezing temperatures as we get into this late in the year. And that's where we could potentially see a freeze, but everything right now was looking pretty normal. We're also getting some good rain. We like to see the fact that most of this has fallen just plain old showers and not thunderstorms. We got some of the nasty weather out of the way last night. Our temperatures this morning are in the 30s and 40s. 46 in Austin, 44 Marble Falls with 30s there out in the hill country. The winds though, did you notice this yesterday? The winds were an issue and they're going to continue to be an issue here. Wind gusts are going to come at us out of the north all day long gusting anywhere from 30 to 45 miles per hour this morning and then even into the later part of the afternoon we should still see some of those breezy to windy conditions but I'll tell you what you factor in the wind and the cold our feels like temperatures are down below freezing San Saban Mason sub freezing wind chills here as we get started we're in the 30s and 40s as far as the wind chill goes a little further off towards the east hike and bike forecast 40s this morning 50s this afternoon. That's it. There won't be a recovery today. It's going to stay cold and chilly all day long. As far as those rain chances go, those will drop just like the winds will drop through the day. So the winds and the wetness will be most prominent this morning before we dry out and relax those winds later on into the late afternoon and evening. The wind advisory is going to take us until noontime before it's set to expire, but the wind advisory is in place for those wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour. Like I said, I'm not really too worried about what's going to fall today. Thunderstorms will be harder to come by. Most of this is just plain old rain this morning, and then we see the cloudy skies getting into this afternoon. Now, let's talk about the big elephant in the room, the chance for some snow tomorrow. I'm still not convinced that this is going to accumulate to anything worthwhile. Yes, some of our high-resolution models are showing the potential for a little bit of snow out in the hill country, but the majority of that 30% chance of rain tomorrow will come in the morning as light rainfall with a very small amount, and we're talking teeny amounts here, of potential snow accumulation of about a tenth of an inch, mainly on the grassy surfaces. So I wouldn't hold your breath on a snow day. Maybe enjoy the snowflakes. If you see them coming out of the sky, just I wouldn't get too excited about the potential for snow in the hill country. And Austin, again, this is going to fall as rain for us. We will not be cold enough to see that snow. 
Sunday, 50s today, 50s tomorrow, 50s on Sunday. Rain chances get lower into the weekend, but then on Monday, another opportunity for some cold rain at 30%. Temperatures will slowly start to recover next week, but we don't get back up to normal until Wednesday. So six days from now, it finally starts to feel a little bit more like what March should feel like. 80s eventually returning by Thursday. All right, thanks, Kristen. As lawmakers look over the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, we wanted to go in depth on what led up to the failure. Earlier, I talked with The Hill's economics reporter, Toby Burns, who gave us some insight. What happened at Silicon Valley Bank has been described as a bank run. Can you explain what happened here? What were the factors that led up to this? Yeah, well, Silicon Valley Bank had a, a lot of uh, uh, capital there from venture capitalists and, and high-tech startups. And um, it takes that money and it invests it in various types of securities, uh, bonds being one of them. Bonds are very highly sensitive to interest rate hikes. And the Federal Reserve has been hiking interest rates at a very rapid pace over the last year in response to higher inflation. So as those bonds became deflated in value, um, uh, depositors at, at those banks uh, basically started to, to get concerned about this and pull out their money. The bank had to sell some of its assets at a loss. And then as people kept trying to take money out and the bank kept trying to have to come up with ways to get depositors their funds, that, that basically led to, to a bank run. And were these considered risky banking, pra banking practices or is this pretty mainstream? Well, I mean, that depends who you are here. You know, the, the banking lobby has for a long time argued for deregulation. And, and after the collapse in 2008, you know, the Dodd-Frank Act put in a lot of um, greater safeguards, stress testing, uh, capital requirements, that sort of thing. And um, that was rolled back somewhat in 2018 legislation. And actually, the, the banks themselves that just failed, they lobbied to get that uh, rolled back. So so it depends who you ask. It's it's risky, but you know, there's certainly an irony to the fact that uh, they lobbied against this and it ultimately led to their demise. I'm sure there were other banks that were lobbying against this as well. Is there a good chance that we're going to start to see other banks fail this way? Well, that's that's an important question right now. And I, I think the jury is still out on that because we're looking at, at levels of contagion, as, as they call it. You know, Banks can mutually invest. There can be all kinds of, there's a shadow banking sector here, which we don't, you know, it's very hard to monitor and to see how interconnected those things are. Um, you know, markets rallied yesterday, markets dipped, then rallied, and now they're dipping again the last I saw this morning. Um, so, you know, market volatility and sensitivity here is very closely monitored. For the time being, it seems to be more contained, but, um, but obviously we don't have a, a definitive answer on that just yet. And what are the politics of the Biden administration guaranteeing depositors money even more than the $250,000 backed by the FDIC? Yeah, exactly. There's supposed to be a cap on these things at $250,000. And the Biden administration worked over the weekend and had a call with reporters on Sunday night letting them know that all accounts, all depositors will be fully backed up. Um, and that is definitely drawing criticism here. You know, why, why can we... I don't want to say break the rules, but sort of bend the rules um, when when a, a certain set of investors finds their money at risk. Um, now, the Biden administration, by the way, has also said that you know investors in the bank will not be bailed out, and the management has been kicked out, and the bank has been shut down. But yeah, it does raise questions: Why can can people you know of a certain group get such a swift response uh, from the government while you know others um, others lag behind? Toby Burns, economics reporter with the Hill. Thank you for your time.
Thank you. Helping people save lives from opioid overdoses just got easier in and around downtown Austin. Nice Project ATX has a new Narcan vending machine installed outside of Cenote Coffee Shop on East Cesar Chavez, just east of downtown. It offers kits with the nasal spray to reverse the effects of opioid overdoses. State and local officials have been trying to increase awareness of the potentially life-saving medicine. This is Nice Project ATX, third vending machine around Austin. Pfizer is recalling a drug that's meant to treat migraines. We're showing you the drug here on your screen. According to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, more than 4 million packs do not meet child restraint packing requirements. Officials are asking you to keep that product away from children. No injuries so far have been reported. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.